0: Hello everyone, this is your host KK. I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First? It's available on Amazon.com. I'm putting the link in the show notes. Click the link, grab your copy today. There is a free gift for everyone inside the book. May I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. Imagine celebrating your success going on holidays, having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones. Unfortunately, most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year. But what is it that makes others succeed? I'm your host, Tajil Kurana. Call me KK. Join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest, rejuvenate, recharge and be... Bonfire Entrepreneurs. Hello and welcome back to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs with your host Kajal Kurana. You can call me KK. Our amazing guest today is the founder of Stronger Mommy, which she created as a way to help other parents like her who have special children with special needs. After building an incredible community around Stronger Mommy, she also founded Not Yet Notable, which is focused on helping coaches and course creators grow highly active and engaged communities around their brands. She has co authored four books, including Million Dollar Story, which recently hit number one bestseller in all three categories. She is none other than Chantelle Turner. Welcome to our show, Chantel.
1: Thank you so much for having me on.
0: It's my pleasure, Chantel. I was waiting to have you on our show for long, and I know you were very busy. I appreciate and value your time. (laughs) So quickly, talk to our listeners about your journey.
1: Yeah. So I got started really because my husband and I wanted to start a family and I was happily climbing the corporate career. We got pregnant right away and we were very fortunate for that. I had a great pregnancy, but then during the birth of my daughter, she actually had a stroke during birth and we were in the NICU for 11 days. We spent all that time in the hospital. I had a good job. My husband had a good job. We both had a good income, but our health insurance did not cover a large portion of her medical bills. And unfortunately we just weren't making the money to cover all of that. And Mm -hmm. so my husband travels about 80% of the year. I was already working full time. There was no way that I could take on another job. And a friend introduced me to network marketing. And Mm -hmm. so I thought, okay, well, I'll build an additional business online in my spare time. And I did. I was able to pay off all of our medical bills. And through that time, I realized who did I really want to serve in that online community? And I wanted to help other parents who had children with special needs just like I did. Mm -hmm. And so I started researching like where these other parents might be and connecting with them inside of Facebook groups. the problem was I would join these groups and they were full of women that were just tearing each other down. They were being mean. Nobody was being helpful. And I thought, gosh, like these are all women who have children with special needs. This should be their safe place, this special group. And it wasn't. So I founded my own group and my own brand called Stronger Mommy. Mm -hmm. And my whole focus was on helping parents that had special needs kids get the resources, services, support, and community that they needed. And what happened was it blew up. So many special needs parents were joining my group. I was getting incredible feedback. The group was really engaged. Over 90% of the members were commenting and liking and posting and engaging with the group. And Facebook reached out and actually invited me to be part of what they call their power admins for admins that run these highly active and engaged Facebook groups. And so I ran that for a couple of years and then I had other entrepreneurs asking, how am I doing it? Like, what are you doing differently? Because I had all this free time. I wasn't spending hours a day inside this group, even though it was so engaged, it took me less than 15 minutes a day to manage. And so I realized that there were very specific things that I was doing differently than most people teach with Facebook groups. And I had built this really engaged, active community. And so now I actually help other entrepreneurs build active and engaged communities of their own, where they can find their dream customers, build up that know, like, and trust factor with them, and then actually escalate them into some of their other programs.
0: So amazing and so inspiring as well. So tell us more about how you, like, what were the challenges? Because I know on one side, you were very emotionally weak, if I would say, because of what was happening in your life. And on the other side, you were building a strong community. I'm sure it wasn't as easy as you made it sound. What were your challenges during this journey?
1: Yeah, well, having a child with special needs, I definitely felt like I was an island. I didn't know a single other parent that had a child with special needs. All of my parents that I knew had mainstream children, had neurotypical children. And so, especially as my daughter started to get a little bit older, you know, one, two, three years old, and she was having a lot of delays, a lot of setbacks, even though we were going to all these therapy appointments, I was trying to work, juggle her therapy, juggle all the financial stuff, basically feel like a single mom with my husband out of town mm-hmm. 80% of the year. They didn't get it. My friends that had neurotypical kids didn't get it. So I was like, I have to connect with somebody else that knows what I'm going through. Mm. And in wanting that connection and informing my own community, what I found was that there is something very special when you can take your pain points or the common pain points of your avatar, your ideal customer, and bring those people together in a safe space where they can be vulnerable, they can share, and they cannot feel like somebody else is not going to get it or attack them. And it's one of the reasons the community grew so quickly, was so active and still is today, is because it was a place that was safe.
0: Mm. But some people are also not open. I have a client, she has a special needs child. She's not open, you know. Sometimes they have some kind of blockages. And I do Reiki healing with her, so I know that she has a lot of blockages, but she is not open to go out and, you know, probably work or socialize with people or she's not very comfortable going out, socializing with her friends, especially first one year was very heavy for her. So what do you have to say uh, for those parents or those mommies who are not ready to open up, open their hearts to network with other like-minded people?
1: Yeah. So I get a lot of more introverted parents that they're not social. They, I get a lot of parents that no one in their lives, aside from their like immediate family and maybe just their spouse actually knows that that child has special needs, has some kind of condition because they don't talk about it. They don't tell people about it. They hide in their homes. They hide it as much as they can. And they feel very alone and they come into our community a lot of times through just searching. For other people online because online feels a little bit more distance. It's a little Mm -hmm. less scary than in person, (laughs) but they come into our community. And a lot of times they just kind of hang out in the background for a little while and they read from other people. And I think No matter what position you're in, when you can find a community of other people that are going through the exact same challenges you are, and you hear time and time again where somebody in that community can share and be vulnerable and then get all of this support, this is where the magic happens. A mom might say, oh my gosh, this is happening. I don't know what to do. I'm literally losing it. And no one else would understand. And 15 other moms will immediately jump in and say, hey, I get you. I understand. Like, I know what you're going through. I've been there. Here's something that helped. Try this. Or I might not even have a suggestion. I just want to tell you I'm sending some kindness your way. That alone is so needed in this community. And almost everybody, I think, needs that support.
0: Right. Absolutely. I mean, I have gone through similar experience. I mean, thankfully, my daughter is not special needs, but She is preterm and she was born only in 28 weeks, weighing like less than two pounds. So she was like 900 grams. She was in neonatal unit for 55 days. So I had to leave her in the hospital, come back home. And I was pretty much, or we were pretty much in the same situation like yours, financially broke. My husband left his job. We had no money, but we had to find support from family and friends. So, you know, we took so much loan during that time. You know, we had to close down our yoga studio. Like we went through a lot in 2012. Yeah. So I can relate to it. I mean, it's Pretty much similar journey, but not, you know, special needs kids. I know there's more to it because you have to take care of this children in a different way, in a special way, right? So I can relate to it and I know how hard it is. But thankfully, we had friends and family who supported us. And I was very scared and I announced to the whole world I'm not gonna have another baby again ever. But then after one and a half year, I was like urging to have another one, and (laughs) we have two daughters now. So Yeah, I I totally relate to it. Tell me what was the best piece of advice you got from someone if you had like during this time?
1: I think the best piece of advice was really when I transitioned from being in that network marketing space to building my own brand and my own business. And I think network marketing is, it gets a bad rap, but for me it was an amazing gateway into becoming an entrepreneur. They teach you it's so much about mindset and building out a team and all, you know, all the things that you kind of need to, to get ready to have a business that you need to fix in your mind
0: right. before
1: you can really be a business owner. And so it was really important for me. But one of the things that unfortunately, is spread in the network marketing community is your product is for everyone. Everyone needs the thing you're selling. Like you sell water. It's everyone in the world needs water and you get this like empowerment. you are like, yes, I sell water. Every single person on the planet is my avatar. And this is so terribly wrong. And it was a big transition where I met with a mentor and he said to me, he goes, you know what, maybe. And at the time I was selling health supplements. And he said, yes. Could everyone use health supplements to like feel better? Sure. But is every single person your best avatar, your perfect avatar? No. And even if they are, you can't speak to them all the same because Joe, who likes to work out 12 days a week is very different from single mom, Sally, who's, you know, so exhausted. She doesn't even have time to like do 10 push-ups. They're different people. So he told me, and this is the advice that I would have to pass on to other people. You have to narrow that focus down and figure out who's the one person you want to speak to. And for me, that's when I switched. And I said, I really want to take this network marketing product and help other special needs parents like me. It had done so much for me in the health and wellness space. I wanted to help other parents. And then once I started helping them, I thought, gosh, I really, why am I only focused on this thing? I could do so much more. Mm -hmm. He, the same mentor also said this to me. He said, You are an incredible special needs parent. You've done so much for your child. And there's a lot of times I think when we have something we're good at and it's easy, we just think everyone can do it because Mm -hmm. it's easy for us. So for me, it was easy to be a special needs mom. It was easy to come up with solutions to my problems, but it wasn't easy for everyone. And once I started to branch out and connect with those other parents, I realized I did have these superpowers and I was Mm -hmm. able to help them. And that's really where that business and that brand grew. So I think for everybody out there, you've got to, a, figure out the one, not a hundred different people that you want to attract towards you. You have to figure out the very one specific person that you want, that one person. And then you have to realize like, what is your superpower that to you is just fun and easy, but to everyone else is actually really hard.
0: Right. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. But most of the time, because people see other people's success and then want, they relate it to that. So they want to move the needle fast. And then they think, oh, why am I not able to do this? I want to serve everyone. But you're absolutely right. One person, first one client, first $100 and focus on one thing. So I think that's the key. And talk to us about uh, Not Yet Notable. I know you teach coaches now who are building their own uh, courses. So give us more insight about like what do you do and how do you help them?
1: Yeah. So really it's that sweet spot. I mean, I work with higher level coaches as well, but one of the things that I've realized through my own journey is that I got started. I kind of had to figure things out. I invested in very high ticket coaching and spent a lot of money, bought a lot of programs, joined a lot of things and it wasn't, I wasn't ready. Now, were they good programs that worked for some people? Yes. Did they work for me? No, because I wasn't the right person. And a lot of times I think people are just trying to look for every client they can get. So they're like, yes, I'll take all the clients. And I realized that there's this gap between like when you're no longer a beginner, but you're not an expert yet, you're kind right. of in the middle. Right. And I have joined so many programs that instead of giving me exactly what I needed in that moment, they overwhelm you with a bunch of content to try and make it seem like it's worth the money you paid. Right. And. Know, oh, here's this other thing, and you get this other thing, and you get all of these trainings and courses, and you end up with 30,000 hours of courses that you can never go through. And what happens to most people is the overwhelm and the burnout. Mm-hmm. When we get stressed and overwhelmed, the easiest thing to do is to give up and just say, you know what, it's too much, it's too hard, I don't have time, I'm not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. And so, Not yet Notable was created to say, hey, it's okay, you don't have to learn all the pieces. What you need is to build a community of dream customers to get rid of some of that imposter syndrome, start helping those people figure out exactly who you want to serve and then get just the little pieces that you need right now to build your business to the next level. That's what it's all about.
0: Right. And how easy or difficult it is for your tribe to accept this?
1: I think, you know, it ends up being very easy because it's at this level where you can say, you know what? I know enough to start. I'm not just the beginner entrepreneur, right? I have a website. I know what I want to do. I know kind of who I want to serve. This is that time where they're ready to really start to dial in on their dream customer, on their who, and really start to dial in their offer. And that's what they need. And so I think a lot of people are at that point where they've realized that's what they need. It's just hard to find someone that fills that gap and serves that niche. So that's where I come in.
0: Right. So do you think there are some common mistakes your clients do? Have you experienced that?
1: Yeah. A lot of times it's thinking that, you know, the niche market is actually a bunch of different people. And really you might have one thing that you sell that can serve a lot of, let's take water. So water, (laughs) right? If you sell water, it could definitely serve a bunch of different people right? Everybody needs water. But if your messaging is, Hey, everybody, I have special water that you need. You're really attracting no one. And instead you need to say specifically dad that works out 12 days a week. Hey, you absolutely love to work out your workout buff. You're working out twice, you know, two times a day. This water really helps you recover from your workouts. Whereas to a mom, your messaging is different. You're selling the same product. You're still selling water, but to a tired, exhausted mom with three kids, you might say, Hey, at the end of the day, instead of a glass of wine, if you drink this water, it's actually going to help you totally recover relax and feel recuperated and instead of a hangover tomorrow morning you're going to wake up and be a better mom because you're going to have the energy to do it and so it's the same product but the message has changed and that's really where most people are making a mistake is they're always trying to change their product instead just change the message to fit the person you're selling it to
0: right right That's so amazing! I never thought of it that way. Your product can be the same, but you can market it in different ways. Amazing! That's the golden nugget, I would say. So, Shantel, you were talking about just spending 15 minutes on Facebook when you started your journey. What exactly were you doing in that 15 minutes? Would you mind sharing?
1: Everybody asks, right? Like, how do I run a highly active and engaged group in 15 minutes? So, a couple of things. I can share really fast that make all the difference in the world. Be really specific on who comes into your group. This is like, we are not going for what we call vanity metrics. I don't care if you have 200 people instead of 2000, 200 of the perfect people that are all the same avatar that all have common pain points is way better than 2000 random people that couldn't care less about each other. So be specific on who comes into your group. And we use Facebook's three questions that they give us to determine who. And then we also collect email addresses in question number three. So we make sure that we're always getting that list built. We're able to build our email list in case Facebook ever goes away. I still have that asset. Yeah. And then it really only takes two things that you need to do content wise per week to keep the engagement going. So go live once a week, not every day. It's too much for them to consume. It's too much for you to keep up with. Just once a week, go live inside the group. Let people get to know you, like you, and trust you. That Mm -hmm. live just needs to be the same day at the same time every week. And then the other thing you can do is called a weekly win post. People love to share about something good happening in their lives, especially if you can relate it back to what you do. So let's stay on the health bandwagon here. If you're a weight loss coach, you might have weight loss Wednesday. How many pounds did you lose this week? And people love to comment, oh, I lost two pounds. I lost seven pounds. Oh, I did your workout and I gained a pound, but it's all muscle, right? It's all exciting. And then Joe, who's sitting on his couch eating a piece of cake as he comes across that post is like, ooh, maybe I should follow her training and probably put my cake in the the trash can, right? Like it gets the buy-in. There's the FOMO, people are excited. So those two things alone spark massive engagement. And then the only other thing you need to do, and this is the one that everyone pushes back on, Turn on post approval. People are like, no, my tribe, freedom of speech. They want to be able to post whenever they want. I get it. I understand. A, if you turn on post approval, nobody can break your rules. So now all the the spam posts that I always just assume that somebody didn't, it was an accident. You didn't mean to post your link to your thing in my group, but it gets in, everybody gets mad, and then it's a whole thing. Instead, I just delete. It never gets in. Problem solved. But the other benefit is that, I have to see your post and read it to approve it. And I usually have something that I can say, something positive. I can like your post. I can comment. And I call it the care method. So as soon as you hit approve on that post, you can go care for that member. Simply comment, acknowledge, relate, and engage. And those things, when you care, comment, acknowledge, relate, and engage with that member, you're able to actually build a lot of trust with them. And that's how you're going to turn that person from just being a, a name on Facebook into one of your clients.
0: Right. That's so interesting. You spoke about control. It's so important to have the control if you are the owner of the group or the host of the group. And I would also connect it to give an example, like imagine your group being your home. You don't want any random people coming and throwing their garbage inside your home, right? So you need to guard it well. So I completely understand. So yes, not approving everyone in your group and also controlling that you have to approve the post because you are the host and posting only stuff which is going to add value to other people in the, in the group, which is amazing. What are some other advice or tips you would give people to start their groups or grow their community? Because most of the people start the group, but they find it challenging to grow their communities. I know there is no clarity on avatar maybe, or sometimes they don't know how to filter it. So how would you advise these people to grow their community?
1: So one of the things that you should do, whether you already have a group and it's just been slow and kind of stagnant for a while, or you're ready to start one is to actually do a launch. A lot of times we think of a launch when we're launching a new course or a new product or a new service within our business, but launching a group should actually be a full on launch. And you, I do everything organic to begin with. I always test organic, meaning free Mm -hmm. and then scale with ads. So you should always test to make sure that whatever you're doing is worth doing before you put money behind it. So we launch our groups organically and it's a series of seven days where you're posting every single day and you're doing a public post on your Facebook page. And so what happens is the algorithm will get to work the first couple of days. You'll get very little engagement. And then by day six and day seven, you're going to get more and more because the algorithm starts to figure out who your post is for. And you're simply following the same structure all seven days, but you're writing different stories each day because Facebook is a story based platform. Mm -hmm. So every single day you're posting a a structure that's going to follow who, who, what, and how. So it's who you are, who they are, what you have, and how it helps them. Who, who, what, and how. So hi, I'm Chantel Turner. I'm founder, you know, I'm a special needs parent. And I realize that if you're a special needs parent like me, you're probably dealing with all of these challenges, pain point, pain point, pain point, pain point. Okay, so what I realized was that I wanted to create a community for other special needs parents just like me where we could, so that's what, where we could how connect with other special needs parents and get the resources, services, support and community that we needed. If you're interested in joining that community, just comment below. Now this is important. You always want to tell people to comment instead of giving them a link because this sparks the engagement on the post and it helps the algorithm. So just comment below and I'll shoot you. I'll personally send you the link with, to get into the group. We're opening on this date Mm -hmm. and then you don't open the doors right away. Think of it like a live event. You're holding an event. And when you go to a live event, you buy your ticket, you buy your airplane fare, right? You get to the hotel, you check in, you go to registration, you check in at registration, and then you wait outside the doors and you're waiting and then you hear the music pumping and you're so excited. You're like, I can't wait to get in. And then all of a sudden the doors open and you're so excited to be there. If the doors had been open from the day you showed up at the hotel, there's no excitement. There's no fanfare. So do the same thing with your group. Get people excited. Get them to buy their ticket, quote unquote, which is to, you know, comment and actually go ahead and click through into the group and request to join, right? Answer the questions, get them to buy in and then have them sit there waiting for the doors to open. And then on that day that you promise, always fulfill your promise, you open your doors, you do a live video, you welcome them to the group. And it's just like an event. They're so excited to be there. I
0: know. And what about people who already have groups? You can do do the same thing. Oh, relaunch, something like relaunch.
1: Do a relaunch, let the people existing in the group know that you have been a little bit neglectful of the group and you are so sorry. And you realize that this is a community you desperately want to serve and help. And so you're relaunching the group and get them to help hey, share this group. Let's get as many people in here as we can so that we can serve as much as possible to this incredible community. I'm ready to commit to you. I'm ready to make this better. Help me grow. Let's go ahead and start getting those posts going. Don't let new people in until you're ready and then reopen the group.
0: Right, got it. Amazing. And how did you learn this? <laughs>
1: So it's back to the superpower thing. I didn't realize that I was special in this category. I didn't realize that I did things differently than how other people did them. I'll be entirely honest. I'm a lot lazy and I prefer to do as little work as possible for (laughs) as many results as possible. So like (laughs) <laughs> minimum input, maximum output is always my goal. And I thought, wow, I kind of want a group, but I don't want to do a lot of work. So I think I'm not going to go live every day. That seems like a lot. I'll just go once. And realistically, I thought about how I, as a user, interact with, with groups and communities in general. And a lot of times when there's too much content, it starts to stress me out because I fall behind. And then I'm like, oh, I got to go catch that. Oh, now I'm three days behind. I'm five days behind. And what happens when we fall behind or we get stressed out or overwhelmed? We quit that's what happens to your members. They're doing the same thing. They're like, oh, she's gone live 12 times. I missed all 12. I think I'll just leave the group. Like I'm never going to catch it. So I had to be strategic in the content that I created inside the group. A, because I knew my members didn't have the time, but B, because I didn't want to create a bunch of content. And so it was really just organic in how it all came to be. But now it seems to be something that I'm known for and the methods work over and over again for my clients. And in the end, I think both ways might work, but mine's easier.
0: Right. No, it's definitely I mean having strategic planning is important and knowing what you're doing and being authentic it's amazing. I I'm super glad that you're sharing all these things with our listeners. So what's the one piece of advice you would give our entrepreneurs?
1: I would say the biggest piece of advice is if you're sitting on the fence about whether or not you should do something, just jump over the fence and do it. I spent the wrong side of my 20s being afraid, right? In fear. When I had no kid and no mortgage and really no reason to just not pick up and go and travel and live and try things, I didn't do those things. And then now that I have a child with special needs, a house and a mortgage and all these responsibilities, I am way more free because instead of fearing what might happen, I just take the leap and I live and life is so much better when you leap over the fence, you find the things that you love doing and you just go and do them.
0: And what about consistency? People sometimes listen to the advice and jump and after that, they don't want to do it. They give up very soon, right? Maybe three months, six months. Oh, I tried hard. I listened to your advice, but it's not working. So
1: what do you have to say about that? consistency is really important. If you're going to, if you tell someone you're going to show up, you have to show up. Um, if you get into something and you realize you hate it, you're like, oh my gosh, these are the wrong clients. I hate this niche. I'm miserable. Get out. Don't stay somewhere you're miserable. Get Mm -hmm. out, but let people know, Hey, I, you know what? I got in. I thought this was what I wanted to do, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really open and honest. I'm miserable here. So I've realized that there's something else I want to do. Now you can't constantly jump from the thing, the thing, the thing. Nobody will follow you. But for a little while, you can jump around and figure out where you want to, I call it planting your flag. At Mm. some point, you have to plant your flag, claim your space, say, I'm going to be known for this thing and do that thing for a while until you're actually known for it. It's why we call it Not Yet Notable. We're actually Mm. helping you become the notable leader, that go-to person in your niche. And the only way to become that is to firmly plant your flag in that niche and say, I am this go-to person. I am the notable leader in this space. But if you realize you hate that space, it's okay to go ahead and move on
0: amazing so yeah it's okay to change your niche in the beginning when you're not clear about it awesome so Chantal, this is all the time we have before we say bye please tell our listeners where can they find you if they want to get in touch
1: yeah the best thing to do is to go to Chantalturner.com or find me on Facebook Chantal page turner on Facebook and you can remember it because I have written three books and they're real page turners so you can find me that way <laughs> Cool,
0: amazing. So, I'm going to put these details in our show notes just in case our listeners want to get in touch with you. They can find the links in the show notes. It was amazing talking to you, Chantal, and you shared a lot of valuable information with our listeners how they can run their own community, what they should do, and it's okay to fail sometimes. You can change your niche, there's no problem about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for inviting me to be on. It was
0: a pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose? Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.